0: Welcome to the Live Community Church Podcast. We are so excited and thankful you've decided to join us. We have a very special message for you today that we pray blesses you. I'm not that old. It was somebody else. <laughs> we like tag teamed or something. I'd, it's, it couldn't be 42 years, right? Uh, but then you see me and you know it is 42 years you know but from you know you don't know you know but there's a point where you look in the mirror and you think where'd this old guy come from like, what what happened it's like you got beat to a pulp by father time so uh, today is uh, what's today promotion day yes uh, thank you, Joe. So it, it is a time when a lot of the kids are going back to school and uh, teachers are certainly going back to school. The next couple of weeks, I think, uh, Mesquite starts tomorrow, Forney starts Thursday, Sunnyvale is lazy. They start in a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, so, so, you know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a mixture. But as you know, you probably are aware that going back to school is expensive. They said that for each child just just for the supplies this is what I was told. I tried to go online and find it and I couldn't find a good uh, they had the list but I couldn't, you know, didn't know the price of everything. There's a lot of stuff. About 90 bucks a kid. So, that's and that's not clothes, that's just Kleenex and paper and notebooks and clear backpacks. Clear backpacks, if in your mesquite, because you know you need clear backpacks. So a lot of that kind of stuff. So we've got some, we've got some single moms that this is a lot for them. Uh, you can imagine. I mean, it's a lot for everybody. It's a lot for everybody. So, we, but we have a couple of single moms that have a real need. So, if if you if you go online on our online giving app, you can. If you just give to benevolence and you have been you're so faithful I mean we last week we were able to help someone with some or a couple of weeks ago you were faithful and we were able to help someone with some medical bills that had come up suddenly that they couldn't get more treatment until they paid some to the doctor you know that kind of stuff and you're so faithful but just you know if the Lord was to put on your heart you know to give five or ten 15 bucks to help we'd like to help some of these single moms or you know if we recognize there's somebody else that has a need we want to help them too amen Amen. so uh we're in the third week of the been there series we're talking about how jesus has already been there Uh, whatever pain you're facing whatever challenges you're enduring jesus understands that's so important he cares about us in hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 this is the text that we've been using over the last couple of weeks for we don't do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin so he's faced while he was on earth he faced everything we're going to face and have faced and will face therefore let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need we all would love to have a life free of pain free of suffering free of heartache free of setbacks disappointments failure but here's the conundrum anything worth doing is hard Life is hard. Have you noticed that? That life's pretty hard. Some of you, you, were getting up this morning, trying to get to church. You're thinking, "Man, this is harder than it ought to be." You know, Davina is moving, and she's—you have to be out by Monday. Oh, okay. Well, I was gonna—I was gonna show compassion and pray for you, but after that smart a response, you're getting nothing. But no, <laughs> I mean, can, fifteen years? Oh man, never moved. Well, yeah, that's why you're living in a house. You just don't move while you're living in a house. Oh, you've never moved. Wow, it's a lot of stuff. So you know, it's it's a challenge. You know, then it's hard. I believe that, I personally believe that that's what's going to be happening in hell. In hell, every day they get up and say, okay, everybody, pack up. We're moving to hell too. Yeah. And everything's on fire, which makes it more difficult. So, you know. Sometimes we want to quit because life's hard. Parenting is hard. There, there, are seasons, there are some seasons of, of parenting that are very difficult. Uh, it usually starts about nine months before they're born, and uh, it never really ends. Uh, to, if you want to be a person of character, if you want to be a person that's honest, if you want to tell the truth in the midst of a world that lies all the time, if you want to do the right thing, it's hard. If, if you want to have a great marriage it's hard to have a great marriage if you want to start a business and keep it going it's, it's hard if you want to be a foster parent being a foster parent is hard some of you may be going off to college the first time college is hard uh, rehab is hard Drug rehab is is hard. Alcohol rehab is hard. We've had several people we have, we've we've walked with people as they've gone through that. Hope you know. If if you need to go through rehab, you we we would want to support you and love you and help you. We wouldn't want to ridicule you because of that because people need help. Rehab's hard. Even physical rehab. You go and have surgery or something. You got to go to rehab and then you know like I when I had my knee surgery there was I had like this 97 pound about five foot tall woman she needed to kill me I think that was her goal uh, but the only way you can really get better is it you have to it has to be hard if it's not hard you're not gonna you and some people don't get better after they have surgery because they won't go through the pain they avoid the pain and most mental illness The root of mental illness is the avoidance of pain. So relationships are hard. Uh, Being a follower of Christ is hard. You have to find something deep inside of you when you go through things in life that motivates you not to quit. You have to find your motivation. And if quitting is in your vocabulary, then quitting is in your future. So what we're looking at today is that Jesus didn't quit. He deeply understands our desire to quit. He understands our desire to quit. Because he was he was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. He understands the desire to quit. But he didn't quit. So we have Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before he died, uh, the night before his death on the cross, or the day before his death on the cross, in Mark chapter 14, verse 36. And he was saying, Abba, Father. Jesus is praying. He's praying very intently. The Bible says he was sweating drops of blood. This is how intense this prayer is. And he's saying, Dad, Abba, Papa, Dad, Father. All things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. (coughs) Excuse me. Yet not I will, but what you will. So to appreciate this moment, he's it you know, he's praying in the garden, he's saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. You have to go back to the last supper. Thank you, Tim. Sorry. You just, you know, you gotta sing all those songs. With everything you got those are those are full-volume songs you can't just sing those songs you know all the hell King Jesus so so this is now this is after the Last Supper he's had last the Last Supper with them and he's about to go he's he's gone to the Mount of Olives but he hasn't gone into the Garden of Gethsemane yet and he says to them you will all fall away because of me this night for it's written I'll strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered but after I've been raised I'll go ahead of you to Galilee but Peter said to him even though all may fall away because of you listen these guys are yo-yos if all of these guys fall away I will never fall away and Jesus said to him you think Truly, I say to you that this very night, before the roaster, rooster, the rooster, <laughs> the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, basically, he's saying, Jesus, you don't know what you're talking about, right? I mean, that's what he's saying. Jesus, who do you, you know who you're talking to? He said, even if I have to die with you. I will not deny you. And notice this text. I think you might miss this. And all the disciples said the same thing too. They all said, we will not deny you. We will not deny you. So, but Peter is the one who, he's the spokesman. He's the one who always talks even when he shouldn't. You know, he always has something to say. And so why is Peter so adamant? Well, Jesus had taken the disciples to an area called Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi uh, was not a Jewish city. It was a Roman city because it was Caesarea, named after Caesar. Get it? Caesarea Philippi. And it was the place where Pan, the god Pan, was worshipped. And so Jesus apparently took them to the place where pan was worshiped and it was a cave a, a grotto and it had these these niches in this cave and they believed that when they would do they would do uh, sacrifices there that pan would appear so Jesus took them to this place and and then he said, there he says Who do you say that I am and Simon Peter answered you're the Christ the Son of the Living God the Christ means Christ is not Jesus last name Jesus Christ means Jesus the Messiah so so it's signifying who he is he said you are the Christ you are the anointed one you are the chosen one you are the Messiah you are the son of the Living God And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. He's saying, you know, because you couldn't figure this out with all the time in the world, Peter. But but my, my father who's in heaven. And, you know, that's how we get, that's how spiritual truth comes to us. We read it, and you can read it and not get it. Have you ever read something in the Word of God and not understood it? You read it and you don't get it. But as you read it the Holy Spirit works in your heart and your mind mind will and emotions to reveal that truth so you'll find because the living it's the living Word of God that you can read a passage of Scripture your whole life you could read it your whole life every morning of your life and it could have more meaning than it did yesterday because it's living so he's saying this was revealed to you in other words this this is something God gave you flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my father who's in heaven also said to you that you're Peter and upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of Hades will not overpower it so he basically says to Peter in the midst of the rest you got it hey that's good you're the rock, you're, you're Peter, you're the rock. That's what the word Peter means, the rock. you're the rock. And, uh, and upon this rock, so is he saying upon this rock, Peter, I'm going to build the church, upon this rock, this revelation of who Jesus is. I'm going to build the church. Is he saying it upon Peter? Is he saying upon the revelation of who Jesus is? Well, if you're Peter, how are you going to take it? Right? Peter thinks,, oh, I'm the guy. It's enough to give anybody the big head. Well, then we go back over to the Garden of Gethsemane. So Jesus is now at the Mount of Olives. Now they've gone into the Garden of Gethsemane and they came to a place called Gethsemane and he said to his disciples, Sit here until I've prayed. He took with him Peter and James and John and he began to be very distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. So, you know, the rock, Peter is thinking, I got it. I've got this. I've got this. Okay, I'm right here. I'm going to stay here. Jesus wants me to stay here and keep watch, and I'm going to keep watch. And Jesus was praying, Mark 14, 36, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not I will, but what you will. And you, and you can sense this as you read this. Jesus has a desire to quit, Right? he said listen father if it's possible can you change how this is going to work out remove this cup from me and then he says well but I, it's I know it's not possible so he's he's overwhelmed to the point of death he wants to quit but he doesn't quit and he came and found him sleeping so he left and he came and found them sleeping and he said Peter Simon are you asleep he says Simon are you asleep could you not keep watch one hour knows how he says he came to Peter and he said Simon are you asleep could you not keep watch for one hour keep watching and praying that you won't come into temptation the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak so Peter's thinking wait my name's not Simon you changed it remember I'm the rock I'm, I'm the rock And I think Jesus is showing Peter that you know, he's not there yet. He he says, you know, this is what I've called you to be. I've called you to be the rock. I've called you to be steadfast, but you're not there yet. Are 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 you glad that Jesus doesn't quit on you when he your weaknesses are evident? He doesn't quit on us when our humanity, our weaknesses, our failures. But because he's been there, Jesus says, "Not my will, but again, your will be done." And he came the third time and said to them, "Are you still sleeping and resting? It's enough. The hour's come the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners." At once, immediately after this the guards show up jesus judas is there to betray jesus and imagine you're peter imagine what's going on in peter's mind okay he's told us to be awake to stay awake keep watch he said to keep watch but you know he's been falling asleep have you ever been in that kind of that where you've been asleep and you're waking up and you've been asleep and you're waking up and you're not really asleep and you're not really awake you're kind of in that groggy some of you seem to be there right now uh you're kind of in that groggy zone where you're, you know, and it's, I, I think that, you know, Peter's like, he's, you know, you know, he wakes, he wakes up again, and there's Jesus, and there's the guards, and they've showed up, and he's been betrayed, and they've, they've, they've come to take Jesus, uh, and he's thinking, wait, 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 what's going on here, what's going on here, and, uh, and so he takes a sword, and he cuts off the servant of the high priest's ear. And Jesus, Simon Peter, then having drawn a sword, drew it and struck the high priest, having a sword, struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. And the slave name was Malchus. So Jesus said, we know in another place, it, Jesus put it back on, which, you know, it's gotta be a weird thing to happen to you, right? So you, you lose your ear one night and you get it back at the same time. I hope Jesus put it on a little crooked know just as a reminder this is the ear that I lost but Jesus the one we were arresting uh, he put it back on (laughs) so Jesus said to Peter put the sword in the sheath the cup with which the father has given me shall I not drink it and do you hear the resolve of Jesus not to quit he's like what see if there had been any other way then he would have done it another way if there was another way then jesus wouldn't have had to come this eliminates every other way to salvation except through the sacrificial death of jesus christ god's plan from the foundation of the world the bible says jesus was slain from the foundation of the world god's plan was from before the foundation of the world when adam and eve sinned in the in the garden god didn't say oh no What am I going to do now? He knew they would sin. And he gave them an opportunity to sin. And he gives you the opportunity to sin every day. He gives you a free will for you to choose whether you want to serve the devil or you want to serve God. But Jesus dies on the cross. He eliminates every other way. If keeping the law could bring us to God, then Jesus didn't have to die because they had the law so if keeping the Ten Commandments would would get you into heaven and bring you into relationship with God then Jesus didn't have to die but the law was not enough what the law could not do the Bible says God did sending his own son the law could not make us righteous the the only thing the law can do is show us that we're sinners because you don't measure up anybody here ever lied ever you're not gonna raise your hand Bunch of liars (laughs) see you lied right then right we i mean we have you have you ever stolen anything have you ever taken a paper clip from work it's not the amount right it's the intent so if we could keep the law we would keep the law but we can't keep the law and be saved by the law if mormonism what's going to be the solution jesus didn't have to die if islam was the solution if muhammad had the answer then jesus didn't have to die if hinduism and its millions of gods was the answer jesus didn't have to die if buddhism who does that doesn't even really believe there's a way to salvation there's just a way to eternal nothingness if any religion if any religion was going to provide the answer then jesus the son of god didn't have to die but jesus came to die because he is the way he said i am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but by me he's the only way so they take jesus to trial it's a it's a mock trial they 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 violate all kinds of laws all the jewish laws are violated in how they convict Jesus, Peter follows along, and just as Jesus has said, he predicted, he denies him three times. Luke twenty-two sixty-one. 61. The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he told him, before a rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. we we hate trials we hate pain we hate discomfort but what if the very discomfort we feel is what shapes us into what god wants us to be you see peter needed to understand before he could move on to what god wanted him to be he needed to understand something about himself that he couldn't see. There was a blind spot in Peter's life. He thought he was more than he was because he was a strong personality. He was a big personality. He was a, he was a self-made leader. He was a leader among men. He was just a fisherman, but he was, he had, he was, he was a leader of men. And Peter needed to understand how weak and fallen he was so that he could see how great God's love for him was. That his that he wasn't sufficient. He needed to see somewhere, somehow, he needed to see that yes, intention is a good thing, but Peter, your strength is not sufficient. You're going to have to, in the future, you're gonna to have to learn how to trust in me, rely upon me. Yes, your strength is good, but it's not enough. So that he would understand who he really was. God will sometimes let us see how weak we really are. But Jesus didn't quit. He endured. Extreme sense of loss. He had, you know, everyone betrayed him, abandoned by everyone, every disciple, every friend, everyone. The only one, only people who were really around at his death were the women. His mother and Mary and the other Mary, it says. The physical pain of the cross was very very painful he didn't quit the humiliation he was stripped naked and mocked by the creation itself and he didn't quit ultimately culminating in jesus sacrificial death on the cross to save us from our own depravity he took our sins on him which jesus carried our our sins can you imagine identifying with every sin that's ever been sinned Because he knew it was the only way and quitting was not an option it wasn't his vocabulary as i said earlier if quitting is in your vocabulary then quitting is likely in your future why didn't he quit well because he loved the disciples too much he loved peter too much he he loved you too much to quit in john chapter 19 verse 30 this is jesus last words on the cross and therefore when jesus had received the sour wine they gave him some something to drink he said it's finished and he bowed his head and gave up his spirit he just wouldn't quit why didn't he quit because he had a motivation and what's incredible is that you and i are his motivation hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says this about jesus that we should fix our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god so jesus went to the cross for the joy that was set before him what is the joy set before him it's your salvation it's you Jesus died for you his joy what kept Jesus going what kept Jesus going to the pain of the cross and the sin and the separation from the father and all that the cross involved because the actual pain of the cross was minimal compared to what he went through and dying our death and taking our sins and actually taking upon himself our eternal punishment he took our hell into himself And so it is for that joy his joy that he stayed the course and he didn't quit so that's one of the reasons how do we not quit well our motivation for not quitting is the end result you have to look beyond the now if your focus is today if your focus is right now in this moment there's always a flood of reasons to quit I mean right now in the in the in the right now You know, if if you're having an argument right now, right now you can think this is a good reason to quit. But if you let the hope and joy of your, let's say your children's future, help you not give up on them during their dark days. Our oldest, Landon, was just a delightful kid. We just, he was funny. He he's still funny. He's fun his whole life. When he was twenty, he went through some dark days. Some difficult days. And I didn't know if he was going to make it through him. But now now tw- almost twice i guess he is twice that age now at 40 there's no shadow of that in his life he made it through those days he survived those moments and now he's you know the joy there was it was a it was a it was a, it was a short window and sometimes we forget sometimes it's just a short window we if you can just put up with them for a little while if you can pray for, Pray for him for a, a little while. You got to. You got to. You are going to spend more time in prayer than you ever thought you could. And you are going to cry a lot of a lot of tears. And but but it was a shadow. There was there was a hope of who he was going to become, and he's become that. He's 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 a, he's, a, he's still funny. He's he, he makes me laugh almost every time I talk to him. He's a joy. Just just like when he was. A three-year-old boy and we would introduce him to people we said this is land our son he'd say I can hop on one foot and he'd start hopping around this like, he he's always wanted to entertain and he's been good at it but if you can keep that hope in other words keep hope alive put your faith in God not in just the moment in the moment the moments can the moments are overwhelming It was even overwhelming for Jesus. He said, Father, is there, is there another way? I mean, have you ever prayed that? Hey God, isn't there a better way? I don't like this way. Maybe there you're hoping your marriage and providing a joyful and safe place for your children to grow up. To give you courage to work on your marriage and make it better. Every marriage goes through dark days every marriage goes through days where you think huh, i'm thinking about not going home today when i leave today i may not go back every marriage you're not in, you're not the exception ever you think we all have those kinds of days so mo- what's your motivation your motivation is that this is going to be better your marriage may suck today but it doesn't have to always have to suck it can it can get better in Christ there's hope that's so our motivation is for the joy that's set before us there is a there's a later there's a there's an end result there's something beyond this moment of pain and suffering and difficulty that if I will be faithful and trust God and put my hope in God there's something better coming so what about Peter last time we saw him he was weeping uh quite a few things have happened he's seen the empty tomb he's seen the risen christ there's a great story in john chapter 21 where peter says in john chapter 21 hey guys i'm going fishing and we don't know what's going on in his head we don't know if he's you know struggling we know he's certainly struggling because he's screwed up really big time he's wondering if god's really going to forgive him so far jesus Who has appeared to the disciples has not addressed their failure in any way or his failure so they're fishing and everybody goes with him it's interesting so he decides to go fishing and everybody goes with him now when jesus called peter he was a fisherman but matthew was a tax collector and and they had all kinds of different jobs and callings but when peter goes fishing they all go with him and they're fishing and uh (laughs) and they fished all night and they didn't catch anything and so someone on the shore says hey have you caught anything and they're like no mind your own business and he says well put the net on the other side which is stupid fishing advice it seems like right and so they do and when they pull the net in it's full of fish well what does this remind them of Uh, this is how that what happened when they were called and john says to peter it's the lord and it says so Peter took off his outer garment and It says and he threw himself into the sea. I like this. like you know, It didn't dive it wasn't it wasn't eloquent It was just he threw himself into the sea and it says they were about a hundred yards from land and the rest of them begin to row in and Peter is swimming in a hundred yards and uh, uh, He has the shore. when he gets there Jesus He's had a fire. He's built a fire already. He's already got some fish on the fire. Uh, and they're all, they're all sitting there with Jesus having breakfast. And it's a little uncomfortable, right? Here's Peter, the rock. I'll never deny you. I'm with you until death. Everybody else, they've denied the Lord. And it's, he just wonders what's going to happen. Is Jesus going to forgive Peter? Peter? Is he going to restore him? I mean, he's such a failure. Can, is he ever going to be good for, good, good for anything again? And so Jesus looks over at Peter and says to him, When they'd finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Again, what's he calling him? He calls him, by, not by Peter, but by Simon. Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep tend my lambs and I don't know if it's significant here and different commentators say different things but but Jesus uses the word agape for love agape means sacrificial faithful love an act of the will he says do you agape love me and Peter says yes Lord you know that I filio. which there are more greek words than there are english words the english language is limited because there's more greek words to describe what we call love there's multiple words that the greeks use to describe love that had different a, a greater expansive meaning so filio meant brotherly love often as in close friendship so jesus says do you agape love me more than these more than these and i don't think he's talking about the fish you know more than the do you love this more than fishing i think he's talking about the other guys because peter had said even if they deny you i never will and so so he had made a comparison he had made a comparison of himself to the other guys. Listen, I'm better than these guys. If even if all these guys betray you, I never will. So now he's sitting there with them, and Jesus is in essence saying, do you still think you're better than these guys? You still think you're better than the rest? You love me more than they do? you sure about that (laughs) right and so he says yes i do yes yes lord i love you i feel love you and he said to him a second time how many times do you deny him three times so he's gonna be asked three questions he asked him a second time simon son of john do you love me and he said to him yes lord you know that i love you and he said to him shepherd my sheep again jesus uses the term agape and peter replies with phileo John 21 17 said to him the third time Simon son of John do you love me and Peter said was grieved because he said to him the third time but he denied the Lord the third time it was the third time that he really kind of lost it and denied the Lord and cussed at the little girl that asked him do you love me and he said to him Lord you know all things you know that I love you and Jesus said to him tend my sheep and in this instance Jesus says to him do you filio love me it's almost like he's saying, okay, I'm going to dumb it down a little bit and make it easier for you. This is Jesus reinstating Peter. He's, he, he's, he's putting him in a, back into his leadership role, but now he's, he's, he's humbled. He's humbled. And he's learned, he's learned that he's not all that he thought he was. And he's learned that if he's gonna do anything for God he's gonna have to trust in Christ and not himself that he's gonna have to trust in the Lord in the Lord's strength and then Jesus tells Peter something and I'm, I'm trying to wrap this up so give me a few minutes he says to him truly truly I said to you that when you were younger you used to gird yourself and walk wherever you wish but when you grow old you will stretch out your hands and someone else will gird you and bring you where you do not wish to go so Jesus tells Peter, "Listen, I just want you to know, it's going to be hard. This following me thing is. Good. We know that Peter was crucified, and he asked. It doesn't tell us in the Bible, but it tells us in church history that he asked to be crucified upside down so that he wouldn't be crucified in the same way as his Lord, because he felt like he wasn't worthy." To be crucified in the same way. But Peter was crucified probably by Nero about the same time as Paul, about 60 AD. Piro, uh, Nero killed Peter. So <laughs> he's saying, listen, it's going to be hard, don't quit. Now, what the Lord is saying is he's reinstating Peter some Christians have a message of forgiveness for the unbeliever but no message of forgiveness for the believer I'm glad God does because of this forgiveness because of this event this was a new day for Peter and just a few days later about 35 days later was the day of Pentecost And on the day of Pentecost the Spirit of God fell and Peter went out and preached to the crowd of people and told them about Jesus people who didn't know who Jesus was and told them about his death on the cross and his resurrection and on that day on that day three thousand people joined and became followers of the Lord Jesus Christ it's incredible that this guy who had messed up so badly that God could use so greatly and that's, that's the thing. You see, God uses broken people. God used Peter again. There's, on the other side of your pain, there's a Pentecost. God can use you, he can still use you, no matter how bad you've messed up, how matter you've fallen. God's not done with you. So don't quit. Don't quit. Do you want a great marriage? Don't quit. you want to, you feel like you want to stop praying for that person that you want to see come to Christ and they've been very resistant and they're getting meaner and meaner. Don't quit. You have a hard time feeling that your relationship with God is right. You're not feeling anything from God. You don't, you know, you're not getting warm fuzzies. if you're you're not getting warm fuzzies, how God feels about you has not changed. Don't quit. Don't quit. So in all your weariness, know that Jesus has been there and he knows what it's like. He didn't quit. And in him, through him, we can find the strength to not quit in him. So... I'm out of time. Big time. I felt like I need to preach 42 minutes in honor of my 42 years of service. I just thought of that, I just thought of that, so, so, so you want, you feel like quitting? All we all do. If we live in the, the moment, in the moment, there's always reasons to quit. So we have to let the joy, let there be a a godly motivation to hang on. Today is not the end of the story. God's going to write the end of the story. And here's, you know, I love the verse that says, he is going to finish the work that he started in you. He will complete it. Amen. Amen. Let's stand. I want to pray for you maybe you're going through some tough stuff you wanting to quit. I can tell you everybody in this room's had seasons where they just want they want to quit their job. they wanted to quit their marriage. they wanted to send their kids back. Pretty convinced they're not really yours. Maybe the devil's. Lord, help us in our, in our weakness. We are weak, Lord. We're weak. We're not sufficient. But you are. You're strong. Lord, sometimes we're like Peter. We've got the big head. We're so self-sufficient. But Peter said, 1 Peter chapter 5, he said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God he will exalt you in due time lord help us to hang on to hope to hang on to truth to hang on to you for the joy set before us not for today not living for today but living for the promise that there's a day coming where we're gonna it's gonna be a better day it's gonna be a better marriage our kids are gonna make it through this we're gonna make it through this Help us, Lord. We're weak, and we need your strength. Can you just say that? I'm weak, and I need your strength. Let's try that again. I'm weak, and I need your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. I love you. See you next week. Hang in there. Don't quit. this has been the Life Community Church Podcast. Thank you for listening.